Welcome to the Have Company podcast, a podcast that bridges the gap between artists and their community. I'm grateful to share conversations with Have Company artists and residents, friends, and a little bit of my own thoughts on creating work and finding balance. Hello and welcome to the Have Company podcast. This is Marley and I'm here with my new friend Jordan. Connect. Hi, I'm Jordan Connect. <laughs> Jordan is a new friend, but from another lifetime ago that we were in together, I think. I agree. We've had a greatest hits day. Um, we went to the beach. It's Beach Monday. Yep. What else do we do? We jumped in the ice cold water. I don't know if it was ice cold. That's not ice cold. We jumped. We jumped in the really cold water. It's October for those listening. The frost cold water. Frost cold. You ran down the beach. Yeah. I jumped off a rock into very shallow water. (laughs) Yeah, when you told me you jumped off the rock, I was like, huh, that's like a pretty shallow place. I took a dive, like a horizontal dive. Took a small. Did you actually dive? Yeah. Oh, that's dangerous. Like a belly flop. Okay. Like it's projecting forward. Then we went to the witch shop. Yep. And we met a hyperactive witch. Yep. We drank juice. She identified your necklace as aquamarine. Aquamarine, uh-huh. which makes me very direct oh. and calm. And there's like three pages rephrasing those two descriptions. Sure. Which was great. Oh, yeah, she gave you a book. We had carrot, orange ginger juice. Mm hmm. We listened to Frank Ocean mm-hmm. and Kendrick Lamar. And Kanye. And Kanye. We ate sushi. We had sushi. And ice cream. And, well, then we got the wrong kind of ice cream. Then we had mint chocolate chip. And then that... Or we got mint chip. Then we tried the lavender blueberry. And, then, and we realized we were dead Jor- wrong. Jordan said to the lady, we're in a crisis. And then we uh, got the lavender blueberry. So this is the last, Have Company's last day of technically being open was yesterday. And on Friday night, Jordan came into the store and we started talking. And I was like, we were talking about things. We were talking about love. We were talking about falling in love, Mm -hmm. long distance love. Not easy. The first thing we talked about. The first thing we talked about. We dove right in. I was like, let me tell you about my love life. And Jordan was with this very special person, Lou, and they kind of told me their story. I was like, oh my gosh, so similar to what I'm dealing with right now. And then Jordan was like all shy, and he was like, oh, I sent you this book. Hold on, it's in my bag. So Jordan made this book. Jordan, tell us about your book. I... It's called Detox, Reflections on Taking a Break from Social Media. And then I was like, Jordan, <laughs> you sent me that book? I was like, that book changed my life. And then he was like, yeah, and I'm friends with Jenny Williams. Uh, and you guys know Jenny, those of you listening, because you've either listened to her episode or you have her workbook, The Process of Letting Yourself Have a Creative Process. So then I was like, Jordan, you're so awesome. And then Jordan went to the Detroit Art Book Fair, and then Jordan came back, and now we've had our greatest hits day. Greatest hits. Okay, so Jordan, tell us about detox. I got really sick of the way that I was wasting time through using social media, where it would, instead of having my own thoughts, I was automatically going to a screen. And so I decided to quit cold turkey, which is usually, like, that's how I quit things. 
And Same. every time I had the urge to get on social media, I would take that as an opportunity to write to myself some kind of reflection. And I decided to just make it this quick practice that would be this nice book. And it was going to be this thing that I just pumped out. But then I bought some book cloth at an estate sale. And then I decided to like hard bind it yeah. to make it more precious. And uh, something that was supposed to take like two days ended up taking a couple months to make, but now it's out. And I, it's just a little tome to remind myself and hopefully connect with other people that there is something outside of the internet and maybe a more tangible connection is stronger when it's uh, in person. It starts with waking up is valid and meaningful without validation from others. I feel like a lot of times when I host like a how to not always be working class or circle, that's like the number one thing is people are like, I open my eyes and I like have to look at Instagram immediately. Mm -hmm. And then you're like left feeling nothingness. Yeah. But you were looking for that validation. Yeah. It's it's like waking up and eating sugar. You just get like this chemical rush yeah. immediately. And then after that, nothing compares to the like, intense rush you just got. And I, like, I, I said to Jordan when he was like, I sent you this book. My favorite line is, I can shower without tapping into the outside world first. When, I, when you sent me this and I read that, I like, immediately started crying. I was like, oh my god, I like, cannot even get in the shower without being like, I've got to check everything before I get in there. Um, it's actually also funny what you said about it being like pr more precious because I found like it's it's in, it's funny because I was reminded that I owned it when I met you the other day but it's been an often thing for me to throw it in my bag in like a really non-precious way like actually because it's hard on the outside where like a zine sometimes I'm like oh I don't want it to get bent or something in my bag but this is I'm like Meh, and then I just throw it in my bag that's a good reminder maybe I made it so it's a tank you can just Correct. Um, I can use the restroom without looking at other people's lives. Staring at my phone robs me of time having worthwhile thoughts. Oddly, I'm just reading it in front yeah, of you, sorry. I keep like falling back, though. I, oh, okay, ooh, go ahead. Yeah, go, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just keep falling back into staring at my phone when I'm like, have a day where I'm like so wiped out at the end of the day. I'm like, this is the best way to, for me to do yeah. nothing is yeah. to just stare at dumb stuff. Well, so do you feel like that's good for you or bad for you? Um, like, can it be healthy to just stare it, at I dumb stuff? I think it can be healthy right. to just stare at dumb right. stuff as long as it doesn't become this, like, habitual thing where, like, this right. book was made where I would open my computer, have, like, a flash, and then I would be typing the words Facebook without knowing it. And it's like, how do my hands know to do this? Like, what is going on? Or like, yeah. I had to delete Instagram off my yeah. phone because I, like, no matter where I hit it, I'd still flip to it and find it and be like, how, why do I even know how to do this? Yeah. Um, another one on here in this book is what happens to an event when it's experienced privately? And then at the bottom it says, I don't disappear. And I think that's another thing that kept coming up for me is, like, how, like, what is sacred? Like, what is just for me to know? Whether that's, like, a day or a friendship or a party or whatever. Like, how do I, yeah. What happens if I don't tell anybody? What happens? It's immortalized. And it, it like, 
there's a really great lyric from that band Caliphone, and I'd never heard it until like years after listening to it the first uh-huh. time, and it says, evidence wrecks a memory again. All those photo strips. <laughs> those unsent letters we've been digging through my notebook everybody a lot of interesting a lot of interesting things in there um so is this tell me about your your life as a bookmaker and a writer where does this fall in the have you made lots of things i make lots of books but i don't identify as a bookmaker and a writer at all what do you identify as when somebody's like who are you what do you do what's your like well, what do you usually say? The most concrete example of that is I was trying out for a Kia commercial once, <laughs> and my friend had like wrote a character specifically to look sure. like me. Right. And she was like, "This is a shoe in," but I right. have never acted, sure. didn't have a headshot, didn't mm-hmm. have a resume. Showed up, right. and the director was like, "So it looks like you're not represented by anyone. You uh, don't even have a headshot. Who are you?" And I looked at him, and I was like, "I'm just some dude." And the cameraman just like busted up laughing. I didn't get the part. But oh. I feel like that's the best answer. You're like just a guy. Just a guy. I, yeah. I, people spend too much time identifying themselves right. as this or that. And right. it's been actually hard for me as a person who makes things to have any kind of niche because I do installation art, I make books, I right. make prints, I do soundscapes, I right. play in bands. Right. And so like I'm represented by a gallery, but they don't even really necessarily know sure. what to do with me. Um, and where do you live? Denver, Colorado. Cool. You just said that like... Like you had to remind me, like I didn't actually know. Well, it's for the listeners. No, I'm, I'm just, lo- I'm just, I'm just looking I at you. Like, Should I look at the phone? I don't need to look. At the- <laughs> it was the way it was like the tone. It was like Denver, Colorado. Jeez. Come on, Marls. Okay, so you live in Denver, but you're not from Denver. No, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay, and when did you move to Denver? I moved to Denver. Is this yours or mine? That's mine. Oh. It's a bone folder. It's a cow bone that you're holding in your hand casually. I've moved to Denver in 2012, in the fall, this time of the year. That's and then the I, time of year I'm going to move. Yeah. A week from today. Whew. Actually, we probably are moving almost on identical days. I got there and within five days moved to Iowa for a month. Weird. So, I'm going, oh no, I'm going to Idaho. Yeah. I was going to say I'm going to go to Iowa, but I'm not. So we probably did move at the same time. Whoa. Okay, but you're from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Why did you move? I moved from St. Louis partially because I didn't feel supported by my community. felt like people were just too casual about everything and didn't put cultural value on music or art. Sure. So that, that just wore me down as a person who wanted to make music and art. But also I went to college in Massachusetts. Oh, cool. In Western Mass. What did you go to college for? Well, that's a good question. I went to a school <laughs> where you create your own major. Oh. And so my, my official So you're degree, that guy. Yeah. You create your own major soundscape uh-huh. book guy. <laughs> yeah. My, my official title uh-huh. is the symbiotic relationship of printmaking and sound is what I studied. So I studied <laughs> the history of cool. experimental music. That's very and, Western Mass. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I studied book arts and fabrication yeah. and okay. uh, installation art and printmaking and uh, poetry and whatever else I wanted to study. And then did you move from there to Denver or you moved back to St. Louis? I moved to Chicago for a year. Okay. In school, while I was in school, I did like a study abroad in oh. Chicago. Whoa, cool. Where I was like a Viking and I pillaged this school and used all their equipment and took all the classes I wanted and then left. Cool. 
and then I moved from Western Mass to Denver. So now you live in Denver. Mm-hmm. And tell us why you're in Michigan. I'm in Michigan because I was driving across the country to go to the Detroit Art Book Fair. Partially because I'm cheating on Denver with Detroit. Right. But then I stopped in kind of serendipitously because uh, Lou is tired of being in the car. And I was like, oh, I kind of know some people in Grand Rapids. Let's stop in. Yeah. And so we uh, got out of the car and walked in the door. And there, here we are. Here we are. Greatest hits two days later. So you go back, you're going back to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's your next thing? What are you doing next with I, your life? I have a lot of books to publish for other people. Oh, you publish other pe- books for other people. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, but not as good. Actually, when I get back, I'm picking up a book from the bindery that I dropped off the day I left. Whoa. And then I'm dropping it off for a grant and I'm getting the check for the other half of that project. Whoa. So that's that's a big deal. And then I've, I'm working on an art installation for 2018. What? That's so far away. Oh. I do it every like four years out because it takes a while. Oh. And this one is a really involved one with like video projections from one room to another and soundscapes made by people coming to see it and one way mirrors. And I've never worked on a project that far in advance. Like, I can't even see past tomorrow <laughs> in many ways. That's really intense. 2018? Yeah, I've been working on the concept for two years, and hopefully the next two years I'll be physically making it. Wow. Well, what's your process like? What happens after you wake up? <laughs> um, then what do you do? Well, that's it's been really Maybe those different, are two different every questions. day. Um, if I'm in my own natural habitat, I wake sure. up, I go to the coffee shop, I write to myself, I read a little bit, and then I either drive up to the mountains and I work, and I spend two days working up there, and then I come back, or... Maybe I go to my studio. Maybe I go home and I take a bath. Okay, do you have a studio that is separate from your house? I do. That was really necessary. Yeah, tell us about that choice and what that was like. Well, my first studio, I guess I'll step back. When I first moved to Denver, I wanted to be a commercial screen printer. I drove to California in two and a half days Uh with a 12-foot trailer attached to my minivan and Uh bought an automatic screen printing press. Whoa. It sat in my garage for a year and a half. I gave up screen printing. (laughs) I bought a Risograph on auction for 30 bucks intending to yep. flip it uh-huh. I fixed it I fell in love with it yep. now I print is that what you printed books. detective yeah oh, cool. on a broke ass little machine yeah. I love it it's like it's my yeah. machine collaborator yeah. it's this analog weird yeah. it's digital it's just the weirdest machine and it I has know. a personality yeah I do everything on the copier bed like I don't oh, cool. interface with computer yeah, at cool. all that's awesome um, but when I decided I had a, a space to do my like business and I realized I'm a horrible businessman and I don't care about printing other people's artwork. Right. And so I gave up on that and my friend let me move my stuff to a house that his parents managed 40 miles north of Denver. But I only paid 100 bucks a month. Then when the water went out, I paid nothing. And then he moved to Indonesia. <laughs> And so I was the only one using it. Right. And uh, the internet got turned off. A hole developed in the ceiling. Okay. The raccoons killed a skunk one day, so we 
that in. So we got skunked out for a while. We had to kill the hornets at the front door wow. to get in. So I still have that space technically, and okay. I store some paper there, and occasionally I have band practice, but... That's the place in the mountains. That, oh, that one's just in a like, suburb. Oh, that's just in a it's suburb. Like, it's in gotcha. a yeah, suburban neighborhood, okay. and we like have really loud band practice yeah. there yeah. once a week, maybe. Right. But it was stifling my practice to have to drive 40 minutes. Right. And not be able to pee or poop. Right. So like that really sucks when you have to go to the YMCA in the middle of a project because... Right, you like, have to go to the bathroom. So um, I tried to find a space in Denver, which is heinously expensive. Sure. Because of the weed industry, unfortunately. Gotcha. And my friend and lifesaver and like one of my favorite people ever, Mike uh-huh. the Mechanic, uh-huh. uh, he had just bought a house and was like, my garage is divided into three. You want to use the one third of it and I'll Whoa. give you the shed. And Whoa. so I gutted it like totally demoed it yeah. put up insulation and drywall and now i have my own little hobbit hole and i cool. love it that's awesome it's like it's my space it's yeah. 10 minutes from my house yeah there's a four-year-old kid and his family who live behind there mike <laughs> cool. will show up and just be like hey man you want a sandwich yeah and i'm like yeah dude i totally yeah. do yeah and i used i still don't have a running water in my studio but there's a house now where i can go use the bathroom which is great wow so that's my, that's my new little space. I'm still having to fix the shed, and that's been on my list for like two months. Nice. But that's all right. Do you feel like it's nice for you that like you can be more intentional about your work when you're like, I have to leave my house now? Or I, I is it hard ways. sometimes? Yeah. Um, or do you work at home? Like, How does that balance out? I occasionally work at home. I don't really spend that much time at home. Hmm. I used to struggle with like the addiction of the internet, mm-hmm. but... Now that I don't have Facebook to go on, I know I spend a lot less time on my computer. Like refreshing my email is just not satisfying. So I do get some work done, but if I'm gonna go read, I go to the coffee shop. I think being away from my home does really help. Yeah. And I don't have internet at my space. Uh-huh. I intentionally only have internet on my phone so I can like play YouTube. Sure. But I can't like browse the internet while I'm at my studio. Yeah. So it's like going to this other universe. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. What kinds of extracurricular activities have you been up to lately? I cook all the time. You cook all the time. I love cooking. Nice. Um, I was sewing some of my own clothes recently. I decided it would be really cool to buy women's blouses and make, like, collared tank tops for the summer. Whoa! Because women have crazy cool patterns. Yeah. And so I only did it with one. Yeah. But it's this yellow shirt from Verona, like that horrible target brand oh i know all and it has birds on it and it's like fits my body perfectly and i love it yeah so Uh, you just cut the sleeves off and like hemmed them in yeah i just yeah yeah. just like finish the edges or whatever just by hand or on the machine on by hand on my hand on my hand (laughs) on my hands that's cool i did it with my teeth while i was (laughs) on my hands Yeah. What um do you like look at a recipe or you Google stuff or what do you, you just spitball it? What's your cooking? I'm diehard David Chang fan. What's I, that? Uh, he's a chef in New York. He's um Korean dude who studied a lot of French and Japanese cooking. Okay. And just he loves meat and really rich stuff. But he cool. like that's where I learned a lot about pickling mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. I've I just love, I learned Korean cooking from him and from another website called Mangchi. Okay. And 
mostly it's been Japanese and Korean food lately. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of Indian food. There's yeah. the best website ever. Yeah. Um, called Vare Va. Wow. And this guy cooks, and then he'll eat his own food at the end, and he's just like, "Oh, yummy! Yes! Oh, oh!" He's like he yelling, and like, yeah. and it's like the most satisfying thing to wow. cook with him. But you get to see the because he's like doing it. Yeah. In front of you. And he's yeah. like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like just oh like. God. And so that he's like just so happy. He's great. Wow. Um, but, I feel like that would be nice to just watch someone who's like making it and is that excited about mm-hmm. what they're making. Yeah, it's also a gift to see. The I've texture. never felt that way when I cook. Really? <laughs> Do you cook from a recipe? I don't really cook, mm. but I'm starting to. I mean, you know, I was in a partnership with someone for years who cooked most of the meals that we ate and then when I started living alone and wasn't in a partnership I was like okay I gotta figure this out (laughs) how like you know I'm here I am 28 years old typing into google how do I make rice you know just real going real basic over here and it feels it definitely feels good to be figuring it out but I I can't tell if I don't like cooking or if I don't like cleaning so I don't cook or it feels hard or I I just, I'm not sure. I can't get the flavors right. Mm. I made some like, oh, I'm really good at making the sauce that's just, you just take hot water and then you put peanut butter, sriracha and Bragg's in a bowl and then you dip a little hot water and you whip it up and then you just pour it on chicken and rice. Yeah. And then it's like peanut chicken. Heck yeah. So that's pretty good. I feel like everyone's got, like, the first, no one should ever be shamed for the first time that they're doing things. No, well, it's interesting that it's, like, the inner voice. And I struggle with this inner voice that's, like, instead of my inner voice being, like, wow, Marley, you, like, figured out how to make rice. That's awesome. The inner voice is, like, really? (laughs) It really took you this long to just understand how to do this really basic thing yeah. you know and then i'm like not even enjoying myself so i'm like dang it would have been cool if i would have figured this out sooner so i think that i have to like change some of the self-talk during my totally cooking. yeah i've been spending a lot of time thinking about myself as a second person and figuring out like oh yeah i you gotta spend the most time with yourself so like yeah, how totally. do you yeah that's crazy yeah yeah because everyone hates themselves the most in their head yeah yeah and i've been like when i go to bed i say like my own familial nickname to myself yeah. and say like hey yeah how you been today were you yeah. good to yourself yeah or like you did really good <laughs> like you did yeah. a, such a good job let's like let's talk about the things that you yeah. really did to like yeah. be good to yourself today yeah but it's hard to get to that place but like what else is there because no one's gonna be there for you more than you can be there yeah for you. I don't know what it what I was doing I think I was driving or walking recently and I or yeah I was walking today and I said I did something where I was like I was like you're awesome you're so awesome and I never do that it's like suggested a lot it's like those cheesy things where like look in the mirror and like tell yourself you're beautiful and I'm like no but then today I was walking and something I was like I'm great I am so awesome like I and I was and I I was like whoa that just came so naturally to me how can I like have that feeling more that's great I've been trying to love my gap tooth my my you have gap gap? yeah oh I didn't notice that's funny we were talking about it's small it's like 
you know, I got a little chipped tooth and a little gap, and I'm like loving this person right now who's always like, I love your gap teeth. And I'm like, ugh, such a terrible thing that was given to me by the universe. But then all of a sudden I was like, maybe I could just choose to love the gap. Yeah. I'm just like, I love the gap. And now I'm like, I love the gap. And now you're sponsored by the gap. And, now- and I can tell you, actually, you're wearing all gap clothing, which is incredible. This podcast is sponsored by The Gap. We've been looking for sponsors for a while. Yeah. Did you know that Jenny makes the intro music? No. To my podcast? Tight. Yeah. Her and John made this like beautiful little guitar riff jam improv That's thing. That's so sick. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Jenny makes the creepiest music. I know. It's great. I was just showing it yeah. to someone. I was like, She listens to the podcast too. Jenny, so. you're creepy. <laughs> She sends me pictures of goo on her yeah, face. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I sent her some back. Yeah, that's good. What were you going to say, Lou? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was talking about Jenny's music. Gossamer. You guys Gossamer. should listen to Gossamer. She just came out with a new record. That guy, Jeff Saba. Yeah. He recorded it. Oh, maybe that's where I saw his name then. Jeff Saba. Is yeah, so name. Jenny is a true friend. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to drive to Boise with our friend Nikki. And then I'm going to make the rest of the drive by myself. And then Jenny bought a one-way plane ticket to Boise so that she could, we could drive the rest <laughs> of the way to Oakland together. <laughs> That's so good. I know, because who else does that other than Jenny? We love you, Jenny. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I like this idea of not liking yourself. That's really interesting. Yeah, should we get a little deep? I mean, we that's can. We don't I mean, have to. the old book here. I mean, I think that's part of what happens in some of this... Um, I'm holding Jordan's book again, but some of this social media, like where does social media go into the not liking yourself? Well, I think it's really easy to idealize life outside of your own through hyper-realization and editing when you're like seeing just, just images. Actually, for a while, like I went through my Instagram and took every depiction of myself except for these like silly videos of my band. Yeah. But... I was just like, I don't want people to know anything about me. Yeah. I don't want them to, like, if, but still people come up and they're like, looks like you're having a blast making your books. And I'm like, actually, I'm quite depressed right now. Dude, I just is... didn't get any sleep and I just worked really hard. And all you saw was a picture of a book and you didn't see the 45 hours I was in my studio in the last two days. Or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah, that's exactly my experience with people who are just like, it looks like everything's going so great. And I'm like, I know that the well-lit picture of yarn <laughs> would make you think that, but I actually just signed my divorce papers and can't stop crying. And I'm just going to watch Law & Order for the next 11 hours. Yeah. And I didn't post that to Instagram today. I posted a picture of me at the beach and me here. And like, it's like, yeah, it took me three seconds to show you that. Yeah. part of it or it's like the, or sometimes I feel like I do share the more personal things and even that still is maybe like put on a pedestal or something because mm. people are like I love that you share so much which I guess I'm glad that I do that too but yeah it's just social media is just like a fucked up spiral of hatred <laughs> self hatred <laughs> now I'm like hating myself I'm like thinking about all the ways I wish I was better or like did it different or something well you should tell, tell us the three of them because I feel like it's good to get that poison out of you and then I'll laugh at your face while you're telling me and you realize it's not true what do I tell you? the three things that you're self hating about right now oh I'm s- one is like not is like mixing too much of the personal with my business 
And then feeling like I couldn't even have a store because I was like, I just told everybody way too much about myself. So now how are they going to come in and shop for a ceramic bowl? <laughs> okay, that's number one. Okay. Number two is too many selfies. Mm. <sighs> Damn, that's real. I just want to feel good about my selfies. Yeah. I could choose that. I could just be like, I you love could. myself. I love my face. Yeah. I mostly do half face selfies. Mm. And then, let's see, number three is, I like can't post pictures that aren't well lit. So then sometimes I don't share things that I might want to share because it's just the lighting isn't right. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of those things. Thank you. Yeah, it's cool that you're struggling with it. Because <laughs> you could be a person who's like, not willing to see that about yourself right or you could be a person where that doesn't bother you but like right. maybe you would be bothered if you saw it in someone else right I don't, it's cool that you have that self-reflection thank you yeah do you what do you think about what, how's your social media presence um do you I, have instagram now mm-hmm. i've been trying to use it primarily as a marketing tool yeah and for a while i had a rule where i didn't scroll down at all ever on instagram it's real but now I do a little bit. You do a little scroll here and Yeah, there. but I don't... It hasn't been affecting my self-worth as much as it used to. Yeah. But um, I just posted my own face for the first time because Lou is like, people well, want to see your face. Yeah. And it got you like... got a good face. A lot of likes. And yeah. I was like, that's cool, but I <laughs> yeah. still haven't sold anything. So yeah. that doesn't really affect my life in any way. Sure, So I've sure, been like sure. trying to practice separation even when I'm like looking at yeah. it and being like, Oh, these people like it. I try to like keep my breath calm and just be like, "All right, well, I hope that someone will eventually buy this book." But like, right. no one wants to buy that book that you're holding in your hand right. online because like it's not well represented online. I bet though. somebody listening right now might buy well, it online. Neat. You should buy my book. We're gonna hyperlink it in our notes. All right. Otherwise, you're gonna bring me I copies won't from eat. the car. Right? I have some. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That, did you hear that sound? That was the sound of an ice cream bowl. That was empty because I'm broke. Because it's, <laughs> because we're fed with the ice cream. Though. Actually, yeah, we had a very nice day of eating. Um, yeah, I'm excited to share. I mean, the only reason I make artwork is because I'm a person who feels really alienated, surrounded by people. I feel like totally alone, surrounded by people, and I want to put parts of my deeper self out there to hopefully find connection like walking in and us both rolling around on the ground with excitement right because like i don't know it's lonely to be alive also i lied on that it wasn't the third one and i haven't numbered any other ones three out of 50 there are only 50 and you just sent me this one and you numbered it i think i and you didn't number any of the other ones nope so it's an un marked addition of 50 but mine is marked i was thinking about writing 50 of 50 on all the other ones interesting i don't really think i think additions like numbers like hand numbered is like funny but if you do it right i don't do that yeah oh that's not true it should all look the same todd and i did that when we made no love or no driveway it was an addition of 23 yeah and we wrote we wrote it on the back yeah i like to write it now it's like a mockery uh, of it yeah but it's i'm glad that people do it three you got three Oh my gosh, Ooh. this is almost as fresh as number one. Oh. Or it's three fresher, actually. If you no, think about but it. it's like the threes that we were talking about oh, earlier. Oh, no way. Yes. Threes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's really oh, kooky. I can't even get into it on this podcast episode. It would be too deep. 
It would be three deep, actually. Three deep. Basically, there's just been a lot of threes in my life this year. A lot of people turning 33, places, addresses that are 333. Got a bunch of tattoos with three dots. Now I have this book that's third edition. I mean, third copy. It's actually not, though. It's a lie. But, it, but it's no, still, but it's a beautiful lie. That was the, probably the third one I finished. So that's probably true. In a certain way. In its own truth. Yeah. What are you going to do tomorrow? I'm going to drive to Chicago and I'm going to go see two exhibitions by Sonnenzimmer, which is a screen printing and design duo based in Chicago whom I really admire. And yeah. then I'm going to go play a show at The Hideout. What are your, what's your show? I'm playing in my friend's band called Lake Mary. Nice. I love his music. And they're friends with Jenny. They're friends. I mean, yeah. Everybody's friends with Jenny. I Lake Mary is the only reason I know right. Jenny. Because we took her on tour with us, and then we were her band. I wish I could go to Chicago tomorrow. But I can't, because I have to pack my life away. I'm, like, looking at this space right now. I'm, I'm like, looking at it, too. There's That's a, a lot, lot of to stuff. do. There's a lot. There's actually not that much stuff, though. I mean, this, this is Eliza. She'll grab it tomorrow. Mm. Eliza's listening right now, probably, because she edits the podcast. Well, she we don't edit the podcast, but she takes all the notes. Ah. Uh, mm. Thank you, Eliza. She's going to cut out all my cursing. No, no. We don't do that. <laughs> Although, I was thinking that maybe it should be explicit on iTunes. Mm. Um, let's see. And then we'll just clean that up, and we'll be all done. That's easy. Um, let's see. The last... Do you have any... Wait, no. I have one more thing before that. Um, what kinds of things... Do you feel like you have things that you do... You mentioned journaling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, what kinds of ways that you take care of yourself? Yeah. I've, I spent, like, a year and a half trying to figure out my self-worth without the ability to create anything outside of myself. And that... So, like self-talk journaling those are like huge but also just like trying to remind myself that if I'm not making something that I'm still worth it even though I don't know what that worth is that's huge to have that conversation with myself and just be like you're I've never okay. had that conversation with myself really no I'm it's like, hard I'm like I especially doing personal practice I'm like I have to make something every single day mm. every day yeah maybe it would be like a huge act to consciously, without being lazy, be like, I'm not going to do it today. Instead, I'm going to take a bubble bath. I usually just take a bubble bath in addition. Fair enough. I love bubble baths. I'm a huge Me too. I bather. just took a... I take a lot of baths, but I just, like, two days ago took, like, a legitimate bubble bath and haven't done that in, like, ten years. Yeah. It was awesome. Although I didn't rinse afterwards... And it was like a foam layer, kind of. But it kind of felt cool. Yeah. It was just soap, like a soap layer. Like a yeah. film. Yeah, it protects you from the dirty outside world. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. I mean, taking time to just do things that aren't productive. Saying yes to my partners. Mm. Or my partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I've made a rule. Like, yeah. If I have the opportunity to kiss with Lou, I'm not yeah. going to say no. No matter yeah. what. I used to say no to yeah. my partners. I really feel yeah. embarrassed about yeah. that. Yeah. Where I just be like, I've got to do stuff. I don't right. have time to kiss you. I mean, that's basically why I made How to Not Always Be Working. Was I had a partner who was like, yo, why are you never trying to hang out with me? I was like, because I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, that's this is not good. This is not good. Yeah. 
there's something to be looked at. Like I've had say yes to kissing. Say yes to kissing. Um, or if you keep saying no, examine your relationship and right. see if you should be kissing that <laughs> Kiss, person. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to anymore, right. and you just haven't yeah. come to terms with it. And you're I mean, I working think that's to hide. Maybe part of what was happening for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just saying yes, being yeah. good to my body, putting good things in my body. Yes. Big Buddhist yes. I have yes tattooed on my fingers. We just looked at them. Yeah. You can't see that because you're not here, listener. <laughs> was that like rubbing it in? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> you're I want to talk here. more like to the listener. Like I'm imagining someone like sitting at their sewing machine making a dress right now. And they're listening to this. And I want to tell them like, you're worth it. Yeah. You're Hi, worth Ellen. it. <laughs> You're making me press right now. Ellen. I think, I feel like someone is definitely listening to yeah. this whose name is Ellen. Look behind you, Ellen. Stop making that dress. You're worth it. What's behind her? We are. <laughs> Boo. Boo, Ellen. Oh my God, this is a weird thing. <laughs> I have this really awesome stone on called Angelite that I got today. Mm. Oh, wow. It matches my nail polish, kind of. Uh very much so. Yeah, wow. You have the approval of a colorblind person. That's wild. Oh, anything else? I mean, I can yammer for hours, so probably no. <laughs> yammer. I can yammer There's for no hours. one who likes to talk about me more than I do. Whoa. About me. Maybe you like to talk about you, me, but not me, me. Us, me. Us, me. Wait, what's your new book about? The new book is my, my domestic life depicted through every vinyl record I own. So I, in alphabetical order, kind of, except my alphabet, I'm not good at numbers or letters, so that's sure. kind of out of okay. order. But right. every page, the composition on the page, the content was made while the record was playing. And so Whoa. it's like metacognitive writings, improvised uh, recipes for cooking, there's collages that were made on accident while working on other stuff. It's just like this huge cool. intro into like my mind and my daily practices and what I was doing. Oh my gosh, I can't wait like, to have it. I'm excited. Send me it. Okay. Great. Yeah, that's I'm really proud of that one. Wow, and that one yeah. was for the Boulder Contemporary Art Museum and for Denver Botanic Gardens. Cool. And I'm really stoked to have it. It's So it like comes out next week. No. I get it next week and then I'm going to paint the edges gold and I'm going to put everything that should be easy I make a lot harder than right. it should be but right. it's going to be distributed to the people who paid into this grant next week oh, wow. and then whenever I put out books yeah. I do big celebrations so like the last one was yeah. a chat book for a friend and yeah. we made this music performance yeah. where myself and another person stood representing two Chinese hexagrams on either side uh -huh. of him uh -huh. And he stood in the middle and recited his poetry while we made soundscapes and had a like video projection behind him. Beautiful. And his poems are bordered by heaven and earth Chinese hexagrams on uh -huh. the page. Uh -huh. So we were just trying to like take everything off the page and bring it into a room. Whoa. And he wanted to have tea, and we had our, we had Lake Mary play. Cool. And so every book comes with a performance. As so, I'm trying to figure out what my performance is going to be yeah. for my. When book. is the thing? Well, I don't know. I get to do a book release whenever I want. Right, whenever you want. For Jim's, it was like two months after we put it out. Yeah. 
and just That's and good. it was great. Everyone shows up and supports. I want to go. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay, great. Maybe we'll do it in Oakland. That would be fun. Do it in Oakland. Me and Jenny will go. Cool. Great. As long as there's at least you and Jenny. Yeah. Fine. We don't. Yeah. Let's not even tell anyone else. We don't. We won't need to. We won't tell anyone on this thing right no, now. No, we won't tell them what day. Every day, go to Oakland and be like, I wonder where Jordan, Jenny, and Marley are. Yeah. Because they might be having a book release today. They might be. You never know. Yeah. The last question of the podcast is, what are you excited about? <laughs> I wish everyone could see Jordan's face right now. I was so happy. <laughs> it could be like a book or a TV show or a movie or a thing you like or just whatever. Like, what are you excited about? I'm in the greatest hits of my life right now. This is it, y'all. And I'm maybe it'll continue, but I've been on this path for like four months where all parts of my life are finally integrated into one. And I'm so excited about that. And I have uh, really potent and meaningful love in my life. I play music and do art in the same day where it used to Mm. be totally separated by months. Mm -hmm. I take breaks. I relax. I'm yeah. with my family, I'm with my friends, yeah. all of it. It's all integrated, and I'm so excited about yeah. that. And so, even the days. Do you have a when... job? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just, yeah, I, I just had that moment. I'm like, what are you, how are you making your income right oh, now? Oh, certainly not through art. Right. Because okay. um, that's a transparent piece that we like to talk about. Yeah, I do have a job. Yeah, yeah. I, I was work. so I worked as a bartender, uh-huh. as like a fancy bartender, oh, and yeah. I love it because, yeah. like, the reason I got into cooking and bartending yeah. is. I got out of fine printmaking, sure. and cooking and bartending is a way for me to still go through yeah. like process-based yeah. work yeah. Yeah. and be able to be in that rigorous process and multitasking, and I love it, totally. but I didn't, I switched jobs and was working at a cafe that I love that's in Denver, Yeah. but my partner lives in a yeah. lot of different places, yeah. Yeah. and I want to do residencies, and I yeah. want to go on tour. Yeah. And I knew I had to restructure my life, so I quit yeah. that job. Yeah. And now I work for my dad in the mountains doing general labor. Cool. I do nude modeling. Uh-huh. And I do odd, like, internet focus groups and food <laughs> taste testing. Cool. And sleep studies. Sleep studies. Um, so I just do anything yeah. that doesn't yeah. hold me to a, a strict schedule. Cool. Uh, which, so far, is all right, but yeah. it kind of sucks, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. But it's also worth it because yeah. I'm here Cause hanging at, you're out. You're living in the greatest sense of your life. I didn't have to ask work. No. Yes. It's cool. But nice. work's... I mean, I've always loved work. I used to put yeah. so much value on work as, like, being my reason for living. Yeah. And now it's like, cool, work's still necessary. Everyone, like, if capitalism was destroyed... Right. Everyone would probably have to work a lot harder than right. they do now. Everyone's like, oh, That's... can't wait for that to get over. Like, right. No, working is yeah. part of life. Right, right, right. Even if it's, like, emotional that. work or, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, there's got to be some effort. Yeah. So I'm cool with work. I'm cool with work. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to have a job in Oakland. I'm stoked for you. I haven't told anybody what it is yet. You'll just have to wait and see. That's a hint, though. It starts with a C. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I know. <laughs> Well, thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Any last words? Any final thanks for our listeners? That always goes poorly. No. No. Bye. Goodbye.